Worship him. Let's just praise him. Glory to God. Glory to God. We worship you. What a privilege and honor it is to worship the King of Kings, the King of all of us kings, and the Lord of all of us lords. That's who he is. We're the king. We're the little kings. He's the big king. We're the king of kings. You know, I kept thinking, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. And a lot of times we leave this part out. And loving not our lives, even to the death. <laughs> you know, and so, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Well, he did something about our spirit when we got born again. But we have to do something about our soul. Uh, that's our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we have to do something about our bodies. And that's, that's huge, but we can bless him. Now, I, I remember we used to sing that song way back when I first became born again. And, and I think, we get to bless the Lord? I mean, we're blessing the Lord? I thought he blessed us, but we could bless him because we can bless him with our, we can bless him with our praise. Sorry, I'm not used to that. <laughs> Amen. So, you know what, really, he, that's what he loves. And that's when he comes on the scene in your life. That's when he can answer your prayers. Glory to God. Ah, well, I'm not going to, just, let's just, uh, let's just pray for a bit. Father, we thank you. We thank you that it's such a privilege and honor to bless you, Lord God. Thank you for this night. Thank you for our speaker, Lord God, for the ministry that he brings to us, Lord God. And Lord, we're asking you, we're zipping open our hearts and asking you for more, 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 because there's no end to what you have for us. So we zip open our hearts and we ask you to open up the eyes of our understanding, flood our hearts with light that we might truly know the hope to which we have been called. The expectation, Lord God, that we can have in you, Lord God, that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, that we have dominion and authority in the earth, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Father, that it actually says that everything that heaven already enjoys is ours. And if that's Ephesians 1, 3, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. We thank you for that. So, Father, I just thank you for hearing, hearing, really hearing <laughs> ears and seeing eyes in our spirit, seeing that these things, that the words that are spoken tonight will go straight in our spirit. So I'm just going to ask you to give a great big welcome to Pastor Ike Akabogo from Abuja, Nigeria. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Love you, Pastor. Am I on? Yeah, here we go. Woo! Hi, Hezra. Hallelujah. Let's say it together. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Say after me, I'm the target of His love, His power, His demonstrations tonight. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God, where well, you may be seated. Praise God. What a blessing to be among you again tonight. It's been a wonderful couple of days.
But it seemed like it's just gone so fast. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. Where did the time go? I mean, we just. But uh, it's been an honor to be here. Amen. This, this is a special place. Amen. Uh, my wife and I do love and appreciate your pastors, and we love and appreciate your hunger. Amen. Bible says that they that thirst and hunger after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. I believe that one of the reasons you hear what you hear is because of the hunger you have in your heart. Because I can of myself do anything. What you're hearing is not coming from me. But the one who lives in me, he's the one doing the works. He's the one sharing with you. Amen. And that's what you want. You want somebody that can yield to God and the anointing. Because man can't help you. But God has help for you. Amen. Praise God. Oh my gosh. We've been talking about expectation. <laughs> so tonight, because of time, I'm just going to like... Like the Apostle Paul said, this is the summary of what we've been talking about. <laughs> and see if we could pick up a few keys and just go down the line. And some of the keys we've already talked about, so we'll just see. Because, you know, when I was preaching this message, when I started preaching it in Nigeria, I mean, I got two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm like, okay, Lord, there's got to be an end coming soon. So I said, well, let me just do all the keys so I can have everything all together. I did all that, and it, and it was still coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we told you that heaven has expectation for your life. And until your expectation matches the expectation that heaven has for you, you will live disappointed, discouraged. Why does heaven have... Uh, expectation for your life because God has prepared a wonderful life for you. Oh my God. That's what it means to be a Christian. To live a life that has been prepared. To live a life whose caretaker is God. I mean, Look, I mean, when you think about it, you have so many scriptures running through your mind. It's like, wait a minute. Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Oh, my gosh. Amen. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. Amen. When things are going well for you, he rejoices. Amen. If something good is happening in your life, he's among those people. That are doing good to you. That was God amongst them. I got so happy over that scripture one day. <laughs> In Nigeria, I went to get some gas and there was no gas anywhere. I mean, queues were like 50 cars, 70 cars. I'm telling um, you, are blessed here. So don't you ever complain about the USA. This is the greatest nation on the earth. Amen. But anyway, I was looking for God, and somebody, thank God, God always anointing somebody to help us. <laughs> I was able to receive favor, and I got my tank filled. And then I remembered the scripture that all those who do you good, that there, there was God amongst them. So I got so fired up, I said, oh my God, it was you amongst them. It was you amongst them helping me get, to get some gas. It was you among them. It was you among them. I got so fired up. I said, oh, my God. It was you among them. 
Why? Because he can use anybody. Amen. Don't you limit God as to who he can use or who he cannot use. Amen. I mean, he used a donkey. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So let's start tonight by going to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can, I can already sense it. I'm going to get happy. So excuse me ahead of time. This word is so precious. Amen. So I said, why are you so happy over the word? Because it's life. It's life. The psalmist said that I'm like a man who found great spoil because I found your word. Everything you need is in this word. Hebrews 10.35, it says, oh, Father, I thank you for the fullness of your plan for tonight. Thank you that you will make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer. To write this precious word. The anthem of our redemption. Write it in the hearts of this precious people tonight. And we thank you that this word will have free course among us. Your word will be glorified. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 10.35 he says. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Which has great recompense of reward. Cast not away your expectation. Hmm? Holding fast to your expectation. You see, expectation invites God. God will always go where he's invited, where he's expected. And lack of expectation withholds him. Amen. So if you're not expecting... You are not living the kind of life that God intended for you. Amen. God's plan is that we be filled with expectation. Expectation of what? Expectation of something good. Dr. Oral Roberts used to say years ago, something good will happen to me today. What, what's that? The voice of expectation. See, in life, you will have what you expected. It's just as simple as that. What about if you have no expectation? Well, nothing happens. Amen? So let's go over so, uh, so we make sure we cover. We, we've got quite a bit to say tonight. We'll see. We cover um, quite a few of these things. Let's talk about keys to your expectation. Some of them we've covered. Number one is to know who you are in Christ. Know that you are a spirit being. This body is your house. So don't cater to your house. Cater to the real you. Your spirit man. You are a spirit man. You live in a body. You have a soul which comprises of your will, your mind, and your emotions. Amen. All the blessings that we've read that the Bible said that God has blessed us with is in our spirit man. If you're going to live and see those things and expect it to happen, you're going to have to live responsive to the real you. Amen. To your spirit man. Know who you are in Christ because the blessing is designed for the new creation. That's why God recreated you. So that he can get you in the blessing. 
But if you fail to recognize yourself as a new creation, you will live outside the blessing. And then you try to expect something, it won't work because you're not in the nature that that expectation was set for. Amen? So know who you are in Christ. Why is it important to know who you are in Christ? Because all the promises of God in him, they are yes and amen. You don't have to pray, oh God, if it be thy will. If, if you recognize that you are in Christ, and in Christ all those promises, they find their yes and amen. You're settled. You can expect. Why will something good happen to me? I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. He put me there. What? For the purpose of showing me his kindness. Amen. Glory to God. Remember, we quoted the scriptures before in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that God made him to be seen who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. God put you in Christ not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. You see, having expectation of something good to happen in your life is not based on what you do. It's based on what he did. See, that's, that's why people struggle unnecessarily. They're trying to make life happen. Instead of living a life that has been made to happen. And that's a life in Christ. Apostle Paul read, read that to us. He said, I mean, he found that life, he, he liked that life so much that he defined himself as the man in Christ. He, he was so like, Glory to God about that scripture. He said, I knew a man in Christ. He's talking about himself. That's you. Glory to God. And of course, you know, for, why do you need to know who you are in Christ? Because, you know, in, in, in Ephesians 1, 3, it said that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's why he put you in. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So know who you are in Christ. Amen. Why, do you, why is it important to know who you are in Christ? Because my God, you remember that? My God shall supply. Oh, just, just, just that, my God. Like, my spirit goes, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we talked about it this morning. So go listen to it. We don't have time to go through it tonight. <laughs> You see, the Bible says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by, by Christ Jesus. And you are in him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Oh, my gosh. Part of recognizing yourself in Christ is recognizing yourself the way that the Bible describes you. He calls you the righteousness of God in Christ instead of saying, oh, Paul, oh, me, oh, I'm so dumb, I am so, nothing works for me. That's you speaking against yourself. Nothing that I do works. Oh, I don't know if I will ever get ahead in life. That's you talking against your own identity. Because the you in Christ is complete. The you in Christ is totally made perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The Bible says you are complete in him. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Glory to God. Even the leading of the Spirit is based on the fact that you are in Christ. Remember, the Bible says that the Spirit of God is sent to us to guide us into all things that God has provided for us. Just that leading is based on the fact that you are in Christ. Remember in Romans chapter 8, let's go there so you see a little bit. Look at Romans 8 verse 16. It says that the Spirit of God, well, in verse 14 it says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the... They are the sons and daughters of God. Right. Amen. Amen. Sons of God, you know, children of God. Those that are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Children of God. So, because you are a child of God, you can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. You see, as a child of God, you don't pray, oh God, lead me. No, he said he does because you're his child. Are you listening to me? Because sometimes this is how people open themselves to wrong knowledge. They're praying, oh God, lead me. Oh God, lead me. He said he leads you. So look at his word and find out what to do. Instead of saying, oh God, lead me. Oh God, lead me. It's like closing your eyes and say, oh God, show me. Oh God, show me. No, open your eyes. <laughs> Amen. And then in verse 16 of Romans 8, it says, The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs of God and joined heirs with Jesus Christ. Woo! <laughs> See, when you say, I'm in Christ, that ought to be part of what you meditate on. Amen? Okay. Oh, my gosh. And then you have to know that you're the righteousness of God. Remember, we talked about it this morning. So, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He made you right. He made you right. You don't have to make yourself right. He made you right. Somebody said, boy, pastor, if you pre preach like this, people will be in sin. No. If you recognize that he made you right, then you will act right. People who don't act right means they don't recognize that they have been made right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Remember the Bible said, you know, um, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness and sin not. So the issue is not stop sinning. The issue is awake to righteousness. And it will keep you from sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why is it important that you know that you are the righteousness of God? Because if you don't, condemnation. Oh! Condemnation will weaken your expectation. Because each time you come, condemnation tells you you're not worthy. Look at your past. Look at what you've done. Look at this and look at that. And it, it shuts your expectation down. But righteousness is not based on what you did. Righteousness is based on what Christ did. So when you recognize that he made you right, he made you right, he made you right. I mean, your expectation explodes. Instead of going, well, <laughs> no, he qualified you. 
Remember the Bible says that he qualified us. He made us partakers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He has made us meet, according to Colossians 1 in verse 12. He has made us meet. That means he qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The Father's heart is longing for us to recognize this. He's longing for us to recognize this. Amen. When you recognize that you are the righteousness of God, it makes you bold. It makes you bold. And when you're bold, you don't stop. Are you listening? Righteousness makes you bold. Remember in Proverbs 28 verse 1, it said that the righteous are bold as lions. The righteous are bold as lions. Glory to God. Uh, why is it important to know that you're the righteousness of God? Because God deals with you based on that. And because you're the righteousness of God, when he talks to you, he talks to you just like that. Because righteousness of God puts you in a position of mastery. When God needs something done on the earth, he said, hey, son, daughter, go take care of this. Huh? Huh? Okay, Father, I pray for the government. I pray for our leaders. No. We do pray for our leaders. But when things need to be done, he's talking to you as the one who is in position to change the course of anything. That's what righteousness made you. Glory to God. That's why you are always filled with expectation. Because you know in any situation, you can make something happen. Because God puts you in, the, in that position. My, my, my. Glory to God. Mm. Ah, okay, let's keep going. There's a lot here. What's another key to your expectation? Knowing what belongs to you. Knowing what belongs to you. Because you are in Christ, because you are the righteousness of God, all that the Father has belongs to you. Hmm? Jesus said that the Spirit of God will take of his and shall sh- all that the Father has or his, therefore say that he will take of mine and shall show it unto you. He shall transmit it to you, reveal it to you, disclose it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. And you need to know that the things that belong to you are unchangeable. You need to settle this if you're going to have an expectation. Everything that God said belongs to you, which you discover in his word, they are unchangeable. Events don't change them. Governments don't change them. Parties don't change them. Nothing changes them. The economy doesn't change them because they were not given based on economy. (laughs) Amen. Your location doesn't change it. Oh boy, we're proving it. 
I mean, we're in Nigeria. All the provisions are still the same. Why? Because he is the caretaker. Amen. 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 Glory to God. (laughs) People cannot change them. People coming and people living your life does not change what belongs to you. I wish I could get an amen. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. Even sin cannot change what belongs to you. Pastor, okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hear me. Sin cannot change what belongs to you. It might break your access to them, but it doesn't change it. Sin might break your access to things that belong to you because it breaks your access to the fellowship with the Father. Right? But it doesn't change what belongs to you. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Oh my gosh. So how do you discover what belongs to you? The word of God reveals it. Everything that God made was created by his word. So you want to find out what belongs to you? Get into the word of God. Get into the word of God. Amen. Glory to God. God packaged everything, everything that he intended for your life, and he put it in Christ. And Christ and the word are one. Christ and the word are one. So when you open the word, you are looking at your inheritance, your package. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the word of God is the revelation of Christ. So when, as you're beholding the word, you're beholding Christ, which we are told in 2 Peter 1, 3, that according to his divine power, he's given us everything that pertains to life, that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So you want to find out what belongs to you? Find knowledge of Christ. Because everything that was made was made by him and for him. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so the word of God reveals what belongs to you. So when you know the word, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have to learn to quickly respond to the word if you're going to have your expectation. This is why I don't understand some Christians, you know. They hear the word, they don't practice the word. But they're working so hard for things to change. If it's going to be by God, it's going to have to be by his word. They don't respond to word. They respond to call to work. For example, oh my God, please don't take me there, Lord. (laughs) Let's say, say, hey, I've got work for you. Oh, this is the work you've been waiting for. But it will keep you out of church. I said, well, let me get this job. At least I have money and I'll bring God my tithe and offerings. You see, that's wrong thinking. That's misplaced faith. If it has to be God, it has to be through his word. Do what he said to do. 
do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Be where he set you. And he will make sure things happen to you. He will bring stuff your way. You see, faith in God means faith in his word. Alone. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So learn to quickly respond to the word. Learn to quickly respond to the word. How, How does God do things in your life? Through his word. Remember in Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, you know, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. It says, just like the rain will fall from heavens and snow from heaven and waters the earth and makes the earth and makes the earth bring forth and bud, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish what I, what I sent it. it. What will I accomplish? What will I accomplish? His word. His word. His word. Notice what rain does to the earth. Rain makes the earth to do what is intended to do. The same with the word. The word is designed to make your life do what is intended to do. That's why it's important to quickly respond to the word. Amen. It matters what you do with the word. Amen. Why? Because the word of God is the seed of your expectation. Your expectation is coming out of that word. Amen. The word is the proof that your expectation is possible. Nothing in the natural. Not, oh, I got a good job. They gave me a raise. Or nothing in the natural. The only proof that your expectation is possible is the word of the living God. Jobs change. Circumstances change. But the word lives and abides forever. That's why you can confidently expect. Amen. Glory to God. The word of God is the power of God. Amen. The word of God is your escape from a life of misery. To a life of provision. (laughs) Each step you take based on God's word is a step into victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every step you take based on the word of God is a step closer to your expectation. Just keep going. Keep going. The more you work by the word, the closer you are to your expectation. Why? Because you believe that the word is the seed to your expectation. Glory to God. Why is it important that you respond to the word? Oh, glory to God. The word of God presents you as a trophy in every situation. Just by you receiving the word and acting on the word, that word presents you as a trophy in every situation. Oh, go with me. Let's get happy together. Second Corinthians. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 2. Look at, look at verse 14. I'd like to read it to you in Amplified Bible. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14 in Amplified Bible. 
It says, now thanks be, but thanks be to God. Hmm? But thanks be to God who in Christ. Oh, you see, you got to know who you are in Christ. Okay. Who in Christ always, 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 always. We can have a party over always, but let's keep going. Who always leads us in triumph as Christ's trophies, as trophies of Christ's victory. How does God lead you? Remember the Bible said, thy word is the lamp unto my feet, the light unto my path. So when you walk on the word, that's God leading you. And when he's leading you, he's presenting you as a trophy. Whenever trophies are presented, there's no more competition. The contest is over. Are you seeing it? So whenever you are acting on the word, the word presents you as a finished product. Victorious one. <laughs> Hallelujah. In every situation, in every situation, did you see that? It says always, 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 always. That's why you can expect always. That's why you're always full of expectation. Why? Because as long as you are responding to the word of God, as long as you are acting on the word of God, that word will present you as a trophy. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Remember, we shared with you that the word of God is the recording of what God did for you. And the Lord said to me that it's not just the recording, it's also the recording of the power that he used. So as you're looking at the word, you're also looking at the power that is life. Life power. It's like seeing a high voltage cable that supplies power to a city. Somebody said, this is how power got to the city. This is how Freeman got power. Oh, you go, oh, great. That's wonderful. Do you know that that cable is life? It's full of power. So you think of that when it comes to the word. The word is how God brought things to you. And that word contains power because the promises are still current. It's unchangeable. <laughs> the revelation of this word or the recording is what causes the power to come into manifestation. Oh, hallelujah. So what's another key? Let's just keep going. Praise God. What, what's another key that will help your expectation? Understanding your covenant. You see, the blood of Jesus guarantees what the word of God said belongs to you. Covenant actually helps us to get rid of doubt. Because you see, let's say you go to buy something, a big, go to buy a house, and you get a contract. 
You know? And somebody said, did you sign an agreement? You go, yeah. And everybody goes, oof, praise God. At least we have something binding. Why? That legal document settles each party. Because there's a signed agreement. If they backtrack on it, you can take them to court and say, we signed a legal, a legal document. That's how humans operate. And God understands that. He is so willing to show you the immutability of his counsel, the unchangeableness of his promises, that he did what human beings do to get you to trust him. He not only gave you his word, he swore an oath. So that by two things, by which God, by which it's impossible for God to lie, we can have strong consolation. We can have strong expectation. His word, which changes not, and his oath. He swore by the blood of Jesus. I was reading the scripture one day, you know, uh, Oh, it's happened to me in several scriptures. You remember in Matthew 8, 17, it says that uh, himself took my infirmities. It just rose up on the inside as I'm meditating on this. It says, I swear by myself that himself took your infirmities. So get up and act whole. I'm going to get you to see if you're ready for this. <laughs> you know, reading that scripture, the Lord said to me, you'll never find a believer, a Christian, that's killed by sickness and disease. That's it. It's not possible. He pointed me to that. He said, himself took our infirmities and carried So if he took it, it must not be that that killed him. Because the word is true. God is always true. God is always true. They may have left because they're ready to go. They may have gone because they didn't know. They may have gone because they don't feel like giving effort to it. But as for sickness and disease, he took it. He took it. He took it. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Good, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's just a side note. Amen. <laughs> so covenant is designed to bolster your expectation. Yes. Yes. When you recognize covenant, I mean your expectation explodes. He swore by himself to this. My God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it would take us a long time to keep going through it, but at least you got the message. You can review covenant. <laughs> Hallelujah. The cool thing about responding and believing God is that is God is so good. You think it's hard to believe God. It's hard to believe God. It's hard to walk by faith. No, that's a lie. Did you forget that the Bible said that it is God 
who walks in us to will and to do his good pleasure. All you need to do is just agree and, and just act. And his power bears on your behalf. <laughs> Amen. All right. What, what's another key to, to your expectation? Oh, stay in your there. Were you here this morning? <laughs> stay in your there. Everything you are expecting is already spoken. So find out where you need to be. Be in the local church. Amen. What's the local church? The maternity center of your expectation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Remember, when the brook dried up where Elijah was, God, God sent him to Zarephath. He said, there I have commanded the widow woman to sustain you. What about if Elijah went to someplace else? His expectation of God taking care of him wouldn't happen. Don't ever play with where God told you to be. Amen. What about the disciples? Jesus said to them, Terry here in Jerusalem, stay in the upper room. What about if they went to the mountain? They wouldn't have gotten to receive you, the Holy Spirit. You have to be where he said you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. What's another key to your meditation, uh, uh, to your expectation? Meditation. Meditating on the word. We talked about that too. Meditation means turning your attention to the direction of your expectation. By turning your attention to the one who promised. You know what some people do? So many of us used to, because you, light is coming. We're expecting, we're looking, okay, okay, yeah, okay, oh yeah, praise God. They're looking around to see what they're expecting. That's looking in the wrong direction. Because what you're expecting is not coming from them. It's coming from him. So meditation turns your attention to God. That's how you know you're meditating when God is in your attention. I thought when you meditate, you're meditating on the word. Yes, you are. When you're meditating on the word of God, you're meditating on God. Because God and his word are one. Amen. Amen. It is through you meditating on the word of God that the word turns from logos to rhema. It turns from written word to the word God spoke to me. Meditation personalizes the word to you. <laughs> it prints your name on it. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. What's something else? What's another key that will help your expectation? The confession of your expectation. Learn to confess your expectation of what the word said and not the frustrations of what your situation may look like. <laughs> 
You have people say, you have, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. Oh, God. <laughs> Learn to confess what the word said instead of your frustration. Amen. Why? Because the life of your expectation is found in your confession. You will have what you say. And we know expectation is your faith. In order to say, it begins with hearing. Remember in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, we were talking about this briefly. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Everybody knows it. You know, it says, For very, I say unto you, that whosoever, anybody can qualify for this. Even if you got saved tonight, you, this is available to you. This works for people whether they realize it or not. <laughs> it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. So part of training yourself to confess your expectation is to train yourself to believe what you say. If you say you're going to be somewhere at 9 o'clock, you better be there by 9 o'clock. Because you, that's how your expectation comes through. And it's supposed to be the same all the time. So you don't deceive your factory. Where's your factory? In your heart. When you confess, it's manufactured. And it comes out. But if you don't do, if you don't believe your own word, you're already at a disadvantage. And it will affect your expectation. There's so much to say about that, but let's keep going. So what's the process? You hear. You hear the word. You believe the word. You say the word. And you act on the word. That's exactly what the woman with the issue of blood did. Remember in Mark 5, this woman had been sick for what, 12 years? She lost everything. Instead of getting, she spent everything she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. They sent her to hospice to die. They gave up on her. Go die. But she heard. She heard. She heard of Jesus. What did she hear? Jesus was going around public uh, sizing that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me. That was why she came to touch the hem of his garment. Okay? So when she heard, she must have believed. Because she started saying, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. If I may but touch, she kept saying, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. What she heard and believed and spoke got her moving. And she got up. Remember, this was somebody that had been sent to hospice to die. 
no more hope. But what she heard and believed and started speaking energized her enough to start making her way based on that which she heard. If I may but touch. And she kept going. And she kept going. And she kept going. And when she kept going. And she kept going. And when she got there, she met a crowd. How was this going to come to pass? But what she heard and believed and has been confessing has become her press. And she pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. And we know the story, everything else, (laughs) everything, she was made whole. Somebody said, God is powerful. There was no mention of God doing anything other than her faith. She reached and touched Jesus, and and Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? Because he sensed that virtue, power had gone out of her. What precipitated that power out of Jesus? Expectation. Expectation. What she heard she believed, and she's confessing, and she's acting on powered her expectation. And her expectation pulled what she needed before Jesus even knew. Jesus knew after the fact. Someone said, yeah, God really did something. We know it was her faith because Jesus said, daughter, at the end, thy faith has made you whole. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not heard, hearing, hearing by the word of God. You hear, you believe it. You say it. And you act like it so. She heard, she believed, she said, and she acted. This is the progression of faith. What's another key? While we're on this thing, your expectation has to have a press. When you are expecting, I mean, don't you delay a woman in labor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, that, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> well, there's a press. When you are expecting, there's a press about your expectation. It's like, it has to, it has to. It has to. Why? How do you get to that press? You allow what you heard. To grow inside of you. You keep on hearing. You keep on hearing. The more you hear, the more faith comes. The more you hear, the more you believe. And you begin to say it. You begin to say it. And you begin to say it. And act like it's so. And act like it's so. Amen. Glory to God. And that, just that process creates a force. It creates a force 
I call it expectation force that presses. Amen. Amen. The force of your expectation must exceed all the whatabouts that are around you. You see, when you're expecting, there's a whole bunch of troops called the whatabouts. The whatabouts. The house. How is it going? What, what about this? What about that? What are they going after? To shut down your expectation. So the force of your expectation must exceed them. How do you do that? Constantly taking in. The source of your expectation. Constantly taking in. The word. Constantly taking in. The word. So mightily grew the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. So mightily grew the word and it prevails. Amen. So your expectation has to have a press about it. There's no such thing. I'm expecting God. He'll, he'll do it for me. No, it has to have a press. Because when you're thoroughly convinced, I mean, you're not like, uh-uh. I'm going. Praise God. Amen. What is it then that makes your confession potent? Because you see, you can confess and it not be potent. <laughs> Amen. What makes your confession potent is the level of your fullness. I mean, you if you get a big drum that's full, you hit that drum, it sounds different from an empty one. And the sound coming out of a full drum gives you expectation. For us, I mean, I can relate to this very clearly. You get diesel for generators in Nigeria because we need it. We don't have power like there's power here. So when you're tank or drum is full, you hear it, it's like, whoo, you have expectation. They're like, man, turn that thing on, man. We're going to preach the gospel. Because <laughs> we have so many programs that we run throughout the week. And you need power to do those things, to broadcast it and all that. So you eat that, oh yeah, go baby, yeah! <laughs> Let's see. What makes your confession potent is your fullness. How full are you? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the Bible said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. People try to speak and confess and it's not coming out of their mouth. I was, I was talking to the pastor this afternoon. It's like, you know, trying to go to the bank to make a withdrawal and you never made a deposit. Put it in there and then you can draw from it. It's simple, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. So the effectiveness of your confession is connected to your conviction, your level of fullness. Conviction has a sound, and it has an attitude. Faith has a sound, and faith has an attitude. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> Have you ever heard somebody say, you don't sound convinced? How could they tell from the sound? Some confessions are like, you don't sound convinced. That's why it will affect your expectation. Amen. <laughs> the level of reservation on the inside, when you hear people say, you don't sound convinced. What are you hearing? There's level of reservation. They haven't been, they're not completely convinced. Hmm? Confession with reservation yeah. is like trying to gum a steak yeah. <laughs> instead of biting into yeah, it. Yeah. You got that, should I say more? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So how do you change that? How do you make your confession potent? Be filled with the word of God. Yes. Be filled with the word of God. Be filled with the word of God and be filled with the spirit of God. Amen. The two great combinations. Yes. The, the greatest combination available to man. The word and the spirit. Amen. Be filled with the word of God. Be filled with the knowledge of God and be filled with the spirit. And remember in uh, Romans chapter 12 in verse 11 in Amplified Bible, it says, never lag in zeal, right? Yes. And in earnest endeavor, be aglow, yes. burning with the Spirit, Amen. serving the Lord. Yes. Hmm? Burning with the Spirit. When people are not full of the word, when they're not full of the spirit, they will lag in zeal. And when, when where there's no zeal, it means your expectation has been compromised. For secure, be full of the word and be filled with the spirit. Bible says stay aglow. Hmm? Stay aglow. The word, <laughs> the word lights you up. Yeah. Remember the entrance of his word gives light. Yeah. The word lights you up, yeah. but the spirit keeps you burning. Yeah. Amen. Keeping you locatable to what you are expecting. Remember the Bible said that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Looking, he's doing it right now. Looking to and fro. Looking to show himself strong on the behalf of him whose heart is perfect towards him. A perfect heart is a heart full of expectation. What's another key? I mean, there's so many. We can dwell on that. What's another key to your expectation? Responding to the leading of the Spirit. You see, when you're full of the Word and you're full of the Spirit, it's easy to respond to the leading of the Spirit. How are you filled with the word? By 
meditating and practicing the word. The word that you are full of is the word that you are practicing. The word that you are full of is the word you are practicing. How do you stay full of the spirit? Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the distributor of heavenly commodities. Including your expectation. Because what you expect, what you're expecting is coming from God. It's a spiritual commodity. And the Spirit of God is the one who knows where it is located. He's the one who's to guide you to it. You remember? First Corinthians 2 9. I have not seen, nor heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed them to us. If you keep reading that, that whole uh, scripture coming down, it says, no man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man. Uh, we don't have time to go there. But you see, it goes, same with God. No man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. The Bible says he searches the deep things of God. All those things you're expecting God to do and to manifest in your life, he knows where they are. And he leads you based on that knowledge. One of the reasons people struggle is that they're wanting the Holy Ghost to lead them based on their situation. Your situation is subject to change. He leads you according to the truth. He's the spirit of truth. So he will lead you according to God's word. Jesus said, thy word is truth. So when his leadings don't make sense to your head, don't worry. He's guiding you to your expectation. Because he knows where they are. Yeah. Amen. He knows where they are. Yeah. Amen. It's like having somebody, a driver, drive you to a place you never know. You've read on the internet, you take this way, you take that way. But, you know, how many of you have been fooled by Google Maps or, or GPS? You thought they know everything. No, they don't. <laughs> So your, your soul are going, oh yeah, this, this, this. But they didn't know that there was a bridge out and, and all that and all that. But the local driver, the local driver who knows all the ins and outs of the whole place says, I'll take you. And he takes you all over. And before you know it, you are, you are at your destination. You go, wow. There's a difference. <laughs> so develop confidence in responding to the leading of the Spirit. He knows how to get you there. <laughs> he knows how to get you there. Amen. Somebody said, well, I was really believing God to lead me concerning this. Okay. Do you know, you may be expecting Let's just use common thing that everybody knows about, money. You may be expecting money. And you are thinking, okay, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you on how to make this money come, you know, make this work. You know, his leading might be, oh, I want you to show up at church and help clean the carpet, help mow the grass. Hope. And you're like, 
But oh God, oh God, show me. Do you know that that leading is sufficient to get you the finances? I mean, he got Elijah buggers way up there where there's no Burger King, no McDonald's, no Wendy's, none. He had the raven to deliver it. This was before Uber. <laughs> I mean, think about these things. Raven picks it, you know, just picks up the, the Bible, says bread and meat, cake and meat. That's burger. Hmm? Picked it up, brought it for 40 days, the man ate. See, so when God is leading you, yes. get your head off of it. Yes. He knows what he's doing. The spirit knows where your expectation is. So learn to quickly respond to the spirit. Whatever he tells you to do, whether you think it's connected to what you're expecting or not, just respond. Remember Mary, the mother of Jesus, at the, at the wedding in Canaan of Galilee. She put in a request. Jesus said, my time is not yet. But you see, she's put it in. She's expecting. So she turns around and goes to the disciples. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. She said nothing about the wine or the water, nothing. She just said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Because what he tells you to do will produce her expectation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh my gosh. Another key to your expectation is maintain a company of expectants. Be friends with those that are expecting. Why? Because they will fire up your expectation. You get around them, your expectation will start kicking. Find you some Elizabeths. Yeah. Yes. You remember uh, yeah. Mary, yeah. after the angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, you know, uh, she went to her cousin Elizabeth, yeah. who was expecting. Yeah. And when she showed up, the baby started kicking. Yeah. Get around people that will get your expectation kicking. Amen. Amen. Hmm? Your highest level of fellowship should be around people that are expecting. Hmm? People who are not expecting can easily become tools in the hands of the wicked one. Who is seeking to discourage as many as he can get to. In order to destroy the expectation. Come on. Yes, sir. Come on. Yeah. So surround yourself with people that are full of expectation. Amen. Amen. Don't surround yourself with people that are ex- uh, that, that are distracted. Right. You see, people are looking for the devil. Oh, what the devil will do? All he needs to do is just distract you. Right. 
When you're distracted, you're distracted from your expectation. Notice, when people are distracted from the things of God, they're distracted to things in the flesh. They start looking out for themselves. Okay, I got to do this, you know. I gotta do, well, the reason I couldn't make it to church is because I got to do it. The reason I didn't, I didn't do what God told me was because, okay, this is, this is, no, no. It's called distraction. Hmm? What's the cure? Proverbs 4.20, my son, attend. Attend to my word. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Don't let it depart from your heart. Keep them right there. And he goes on to say, for they are life to them that find them. What about those who don't find it? That means the life, the expectation that God has for them, they wouldn't find. They are alive to those that find them. What kind of life? The God kind of life. The Zoe life. Amen. 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 <laughs> so guard your expectation. Your expectation has to be guarded. Why? Because it's something good. You guard it. I mean, nobody writes out the account password and their PIN number and puts it on the windshield of their vehicle. <laughs> uh, if anything, you're like, watch it. No. No. Your expectation is crucial, so guard it. Guard it from wrong thinking. Guard it from discouragement. Amen. If you don't guard it, your expectation can go missing easily. People's expectations go missing easily without them even recognizing it. Why? Because they have been distracted. All right, okay, oh my gosh. Okay, what's another key? To holding fast to your expectation. Praising God. Praising God. You see, I mean, (laughs) praising God allows you the privilege to see your expectation before it makes a landfall. While it's still in transit. Your praise allows you to behold it. Firing up your expectation. Causing you to hold fast. Making it easy for you to keep believing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Remember the Bible tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Seeing God in your praise is seeing Everything you need. Because he is your everything. Praise means you are sure. And being sure is not a feeling. Being sure is a knowing. Is a knowing. It's not a feeling. So true praise is not based on feelings. If you wait for your feelings, you're going to wait for a long time. He will get you to start tapping and tapping offbeat. (laughs) 
He's like, just stop. He's off me. What? Because the flesh is giving you stuff based on after thought stuff. Before you see it in the flesh, remember, its origination is from the spirit. So the sound has already gone off in the spirit. So if you wait for the flesh to feel it, the sound has already gone off. So you're tapping like, oh, I'm off beat. I'm, I'm off beat. Somebody said, just stop. You're disrupting the song. <laughs> That's what happens when you wait for your feelings. Hmm? <laughs> Glory to God. So true praise is not based on feelings. It is simply based on what you know. Hallelujah. Praise keeps your attention on God. The source of your expectation. It makes it easier for you to keep believing. Hmm? Get this. Faith grows weak without your attention on God. Okay? But faith grows strong. As you hold your attention on God. How do you hold your attention on God? By praising God. Praise gets your attention on God. Oh, remember, oh, let's visit this because it's so good. We can we cannot we cannot close without going there. Remember in Romans chapter four, in verse 17? Let's read it. I was reading it earlier and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my, everything is here, everything is here. I can underline everything, oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at verse 17 of Romans 4. Let's take a, um, what do we do now? I guess we take a, a cup of tea. Let's stop for a cup of tea. Uh, amen. And some biscuits, huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 17, it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Okay. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to... That which was spoken. The word is the source of his expectation. Okay? So shall that seed be. Okay? This is the part I want to get to. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. Okay. This is being not weak in faith. This is still talking about being not weak in faith. Being not weak in faith, he didn't consider his body. Being not weak in faith, he didn't consider the body of his wife. Being not weak in faith, he didn't stagger at the promises of God. Huh? Through unbelief. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
So praising God makes his faith strong. Praising God holds his attention on God. Praising God takes his attention off of the whatabouts, the house. Praise. Praising God. Praising God shuts the door on doubt. I mean, glory to God, he's able. You see, get to know the word and the word abides in you and you start believing and talking the word and you start praising, that word begins to like, and when you begin to praise, it's like you slam the door on doubt. Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory. So your praise makes your faith strong. Your faith, your praise keeps your attention on God. Your praise takes your attention off of the unbelief, off of the what about, off of the questions. Your praise erases every question mark on your head. Why? Because it focuses your attention. On the audience of your faith. God is the audience of faith. Something that praise will do. Praise will introduce you as a master. In every circumstance. Praise. Praise. You remember Paul and Silas. They were jailed for preaching the gospel. The man who jailed them, the commander of the prison jailed them. But at midnight, Paul and Silas, after they've prayed, the Bible says, and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard him, and the place was shaken. The praises were inhabited by God. The place was shaken and the bondages, the chains fell off. Not just off of them, but off of the people. All the, all the other prisoners. You see, when you get to praising God about your expectation, it causes all the people's condition to loosen up. That's just one thing that happened. But look at another thing that happened. The jailer, the commander... The one who had power over them woke up and realized what's going on. He was about to kill himself. I said, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We're still here. He came and knelt before them. What, what, what must I do? The prisoners became masters. <laughs> Instead of being directed, they're giving direction. Are you tired of circumstances directing your life? Open your mouth and begin to praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how you maintain your expectation. Another thing that praising God will do, it will keep you in victory. Praise will keep you in victory and not in battle. Why? Because it keeps you on the winning side. Ask King Jehoshaphat. He'll tell you. Remember, he was surrounded by three enemy armies. 
And the Spirit of God fell on the young man there and he said, this battle is the Lord. That shall not fight in this battle. This battle is the Lord. And then God gave him wisdom on how to strategize. What did he do? He put the praise and worshiped him in the front. Never shot one bullet, never threw one, one, what you might call it, the sword. All they did was, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. The Bible said that while they were doing that, God sent ambushments. They didn't have to fight one battle. And they, it took them three days to gather the spoil. Your praise introduces you to victory. It keeps you out of battle. It keeps you in victory. Amen. Glory to God. Oh. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> How about, let me give you a couple more. Who will give me one minute? It's so good. One minute. Amen. Who will give me one minute? Okay. One, two, three. Oh my gosh, that's at least 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Something else. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. My, my, my. Something else that will help your expectation is joy. Staying in joy. The expression of joy keeps you settled. It builds you up with strength. Remember the Bible said, Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> and it makes sure that at the end you will not want. Remember James chapter 1? Huh? In verses 2 through 4, they said, count it all joy, brethren, when you encounter diverse temptations or trials. Knowing this, knowing this, that the trial of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. And in the end, you want nothing. That means your expectation will come to pass. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. Remember in Romans chapter 15, in verse 13, King James said, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. All joy and peace in expecting. Amen. What? That you might abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, you're not doing this, don't you? This thing on your own, Amen. you got to help her. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God, Amen. your comforter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Staying full of joy. Yes. Remember, we told you that everything that God has provided for you is already inside of you. You can actually draw those things up yeah. with joy. Yeah. Yeah. With joy. Amen. Joy is your drawing bucket. Yep. Yeah. Remember in Isaiah 12, 3, it said, with joy. 
Shall you draw water from the wells of salvation? That's already inside of you with joy. So where there's no joy, there's no drawing. And where there's no joy, your expectations are disappointed. Amen. How about staying in peace? Peace keeps you from tripping. <laughs> Hallelujah. Peace keeps you connected to the blessing. You have to remember, Jesus said, my peace I live with you, not like the world. To the world, absence of trouble means peace. To God, peace is no matter what you're dealing with. Peace is the ability to stay cool, calm, and collected no matter the situation. So when you learn to stay in this peace that he gave you, you are in a place to receive. You see, to receive your expectation, you have to first be in peace. Oh my gosh, scriptures, you have to first be in peace. You remember in Philippians 4, in verse 6, it said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Cause your, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Shall mount garrison around you until the delivery of your expectation. So the place of peace is the place of your receiving. Oh God, oh God, oh God, no, no, no. Calm down. <laughs> Be at peace. Be at peace. Until you are at peace, you're not in a place to receive your expectations. Are you listening? Oh God, give me peace. Oh God, he already gave you peace. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, when you're not peaceful, you're not in your place of receiving. Being peaceful is not because everything is fine. Being peaceful is because you have been assured by God. Your trust is in him. Therefore, you are peace. You are at peace. Remember in Job chapter 22, verse 21, it says, Agree with God. Acquaint now thyself with him. Show yourself to be a to be conformable to his will. Be at peace. And by that, great good shall come to you. Practice being at peace. This is a major reason why some believers struggle with their expectation. They're not peaceful. They are, they are calculating their measure of peace based on what's happening around them. You don't get peace from outside. Peace is on the inside. In fact, peace is one of the fruits of your spirit. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Then, to see your expectations, stay in the flow of God. Everything that God does is a flow. I'm trying to give you so many things here that would take me days to preach, but I only got this time with you until a long time. So, just... Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, um, stay in the flow of God. How do you stay in the flow of God? By staying in the flow of love. Yeah. 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 
Love is the flow of God. Your expectation comes through the flow of God, which is the flow of God. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave. Everything that God does in your life is based on his flow of love for you. So stay in the love of God. Go to 1 Corinthians 13 and from verse 48. Read what love will do and make sure you're in that flow. Amen. And then I think I will begin to proceed to begin to close. <laughs> Another key to your expectation is learning to be patient. Learning to be patient. Nothing kills expectation like impatience. Learn to be patient. God is faithful who has promised you. Time passing by, everything's happening, you're not missing anything. As long as you're acting on the word, be patient. Be patient. Amen. Be patient. Remember in Hebrews uh, 6.13 through 15 it says for when God made promise to Abraham because he could not swear by no greater he swear by himself. Glory to God. Saying surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently waited and after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise. Learn to be patient. Don't give up. Just learn to be patient. God is faithful. The one you are trusting is unfailing. He'll come through for you. Amen. So learn to be patient. Patient, being patient is how you obtain. Patience, the Lord said this to me. He said, patience is actually faith's energy. Remember, those who through faith and patience obtain. Patience ministers energy to faith. So if you run out of patience, <laughs> if you run out of patience, your faith will grow weak. And you won't be able to lay hold. Or obtain. So if you're low on patience, you will be weak in faith. And a weak faith does not last long. It gives up easily. Train yourself. See, one of the fruits of your recreated spirit is patience. Learn to respond to it. Be patient. Be patient. God will come through for you. Be patient. Learn to be patient. You will make it. Learn to be patient. You will be okay. God is not a man that he will lie. Amen. He's faithful that has promised. Amen. I'm out of time. I've got, if I keep going, boy, you wouldn't be out of here for another four hours. Everything you need is within reach. Have an expectation. Remember, you're not looking at things to give you expectation. Your expectation comes from God. From his word. 
He packaged everything he designed for you and he wrote it down. And says, son, daughter, here. Fill your life with it. How about the role of prayer in your expectation? Praying keeps you from quitting. Bible said, uh, I rather men pray than quit, than faint. Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. How do you build up your strength? Praying in the spirit. He said, when I pray in in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. He that prays in an unknown tongue charges himself like a like, like a battery. Yes. Yes. So take some time to pray in the spirit. Yes. Praying in the spirit keeps you charged up, keeps you in a place where your expectation, where you can still hear the heartbeat of your expectation. Yes. Why? Because prayer is you communing with the master. Yes. Yes. Take time to pray. When you don't know anything else to do, Amen. we've been so blessed with the dispensation of praying in the Spirit. You want to get past all the things you don't know? How is this going to work? Get to praying in the Spirit. You see, when we pray in the Spirit, the Spirit of God is helping us. Remember in Romans 8, 26, it says, for he helps our infirmities. Infirmities, one of them, it says, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So anything you don't know, people are troubled by what they don't know. But you can pass that just by engaging the one who knows by praying in the Spirit. He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks Unto God, not unto men, but unto God, how be it in the spirit, he's speaking the unknowns. In the spirit, he's populating his life with the treasures that heaven has reserved for him. Prayer will do to you, will do to your life what ornaments will do to a Christmas tree. It will decorate your life and makes your life something good to behold. Hallelujah. Amen. I've gone long. Praise God. Amen. Were you helped tonight? Isn't God wonderful? You can have an expectation. You ought to be filled with expectation. Yes. Amen. You don't look at what's around you to expect. Just look at the word. Right. Yes. I'm trying to close. You remember Jacob and Laban? Yeah. Yeah. Laban kept cheating him. Kept cheating him. Kept cheating him. Yeah. There was nothing around anymore yeah. for him to get. And God gave him an idea. He gave him to get the spotted stuff. And he put it before all the, all the cows. 
And as they beheld that, they conceived what they'll behold. And he took them over. <laughs> yeah. It took them over. Don't be concerned about what you see. Just get into the word. Agree with the word. Believe it. Speak it. Act it. And let the word give you the seed for your expectation. Amen. I want to lay hands on anybody who's needing healing for anything tonight. Because I told you we will lay hands on anybody for healing tonight. So if that's you, come, come quickly and we'll do that. Me laying hands on you is just giving you opportunity to release your faith on what Jesus already made available. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. I'll wait for everybody to come and then we'll go quick, quick, quickly. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what's going to happen when I lay hands on you? You will release your faith for the healing that already belongs to you. It belongs to you. Me laying hands on you is a point of contact for that healing power to flow through you. So when hands are laid on you, just say, when hands are laid on me, the healing power of God will flow through me. And that which Jesus did will manifest in my life. Amen. So it'll be very simple. It's just lay hand on you, transmit healing power. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed, Debbie, in the name of Jesus. Who in here has blood pressure issues? Blood pressure. Blood, okay. You do, okay. I'm coming. Okay, well, praise God. All right, praise God. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Praise God. Amen. Be healed, brother, in the name of Jesus. Be healed, my sister, in the name of Jesus. Be healed, my brother, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God. You don't have to figure anything out. Let God keep working. Amen. Be healed in Jesus' name, mother. Be made whole completely in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Be healed, sister, in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Amen. Victoria, be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Pastor, be made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Making you totally strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Complete. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I know. 
did you wrong, but just let it go. Just let it go. So the healing will flow freely like it's supposed to. Does it make sense what I'm saying? And just, just let it go and the healing will flow freely. Okay. Would you do it? Okay, here it is. Be made whole in Jesus' name. to God. That's all you, you need. That's all you need. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Mm. Be made whole, brother. Name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. Correcting everything that needs to be corrected. And thank you. The life of God is flowing. The life of God is flowing. Hallelujah. Stronger than ever before. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Woo! Glory yes. to God. Amen. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Be made whole. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Brother Jesse, be made whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Amen. Thank you, Father, for it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Live every day expecting to be totally whole. Amen. Healing belongs to you. That's your portion. Amen. <laughs> Anybody in here needs a new tractor? A new tractor? Anybody? <laughs> Come up here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just looked up and I saw tractors in my spirit. God said, call it out. Let them know how good I am. How easy it is to enjoy the blessing. He will create ways and means that will get you go. Oh, my gosh. Now, ministering spirits, in the name of Jesus, we lose you. Cause those tractors to come in Jesus' name. Thank you. Doors open tractors. You hear me? Come in Jesus' name. Don't try to reason it out. Just say, as you live here, Father, I thank you. I got new tractor tonight. I got new tractor tonight. Somebody say, that's just weird. 
I just said, I got new tractor, and I got two new tractor. That's God. God brings things into being through His Word. All you have to do is agree. He's agreed. He's agreed. And all the other people that never paid you will pay you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tractor, you come in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's easy. It's easy. Amen. It's easy. Amen. You need a tractor, Christy? A lot more tractor. Come in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and worship Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We bless and magnify your name. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. There is none like you. You are the wonderful God. So wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. The fullness of what you designed for this local body shall come to pass. They will walk in great places. Don't ever look at yourself and say, oh, we're not many. You're doing much more in the realm of God. More than you will ever know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, I thank you and I leave your blessing upon them. I say these words they've heard will stay with them. It will talk to them as they go. It will talk to them when they see. It will talk to them when they lay. It will talk to them when they arise. Reminding them of your faithfulness. And I thank you that this word will produce after its kind in their lives. Thank you, Father. May my fruit remain. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, thank you so much for the privilege of ministering to these precious people. I tell you, you guys are very precious. Amen. And we love you dearly. Amen. Praise God. We'll see you again soon. Amen. Pastor, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all can be seated real quick. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, aren't you grateful for the word? Aren't you grateful for the... I was, I was, I was thinking today, I said there's no other entity, there's no other, uh, there's nothing else in this planet, nothing man invented that does what the word does, that can take us, that can go inside of us. Yep. And I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what, I, if I was the enemy, I was like, how is there, is there a weapon I could use that's, if, if, if the U.S., we developed a nuclear weapon then, uh, Russia did that, and that was in, obviously during World War II. We have this advanced weapon no other country has, but it can be stolen. There's something about revelation now, though, of the word that it gets in us and as Christians, and only by the anointing and only by the Holy Ghost given to us, no other, no, no other force, no other enemy, no other entity can possess that, which makes us Christian, which gives us dominion, which makes us dominant on the planet. 
I'm like, man, we got it good. We got it good. There's nothing else. So take what you heard today. Take about expectation. Take what you heard about about the word, meditating it. You know, I, I was and I was thinking about it too, and I was getting a little overwhelmed. I was I was re-listening to both sermons on the car ride here and back, and I was saying, I it just seems hard. And then I was like, I can do all things through Christ, but how can I do all things? It starts with one thing. You start meditating on the word. You start by the intake of the word, then it's a domino effect. It's that domino effect that goes from, it, it'll, it'll bring you to a place of where I think different, I act different, I start to be different, I say, I hear, I believe, and you start, oh, you start, you get a spirit of faith and you get an attitude about yourself to where, you're, where you don't take anything, you never quit and you're a dominant, 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 all I can think is subdue, subdue, it's like, it's like the enemy, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean... Anyway, it's like you're stepping on their throat. You're, you have an enemy who's already powerless, and it says, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. We're not pulling down the strongholds already in the air. I was actually listening to a sermon on this. We're not pulling, those, we're not pulling down stripped and powerless and weaponless foes. It's just a battle in knowledge. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just knowledge. You get to know who you are. It's all, it's a, that's the biggest fight. You get to know who you are, the deal's done. It's sealed. You already won. So with that being said, ushers, you hand out the envelopes. Glory, glory, glory. And when you, when you sow, when you sow, make a, make a declaration with yourself, make a little pact with yourself that I will be a doer of this word. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a purposeful effort. And you know, the enemy will always try to distract you and say, you're not able to do that. You're just going to go back to the way you were before pastor, right? You're just going to get temporarily fired up, but you confront that. You say, no, I purpose, I purpose on purpose, I purpose on purpose to make this word part of me. Because you know, when you become one with the word, you're unstoppable. And I'm not saying that to be cute. That's true. That's the truth. You're right. It's true. No other force. So, Father God, we thank you. Once you're getting your offering ready, Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for Pastor Ike. We are so grateful for the priceless revelation, Father, that we receive. We thank you just as Pastor Ike said, that his fruit remain and we become a body. We are rising. We're rising higher, Father, and we thank you that it is because of you and your word. You've sealed the deal with redemption. You've sealed the deal by with the blood of Jesus, and now it's just up to us to know about it, and that's all, Father. So we give unto that. We give with expectation, Father, for Pastor Ike and his ministry. We're so grateful for it, and <laughs> I'm just thinking, Father, I'm glad I want, I want to have him back again soon, whenever that is. So we thank you, Father. We're grateful for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Ushers, you can hand out the envelope. And when the offering bucket has gone your way, you can be dismissed. So I think that's, is that it, Pastor? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just want to say <clears throat> thank you, <laughs> everyone. Oh, my goodness. So the Ministry of Helps, and I, I'm not going to forget it this time to thank you <laughs> because all the people, I mean, the greeters and the, and the ushers and the people who bought all the food, you know, and, and the cooks and made the food and the basket and just all those things, all, you know, serving the food. I'm, that's God's looking on this as, you know, Expect blessings. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so very much. 
You did a marvelous job, and I know some of you, you even took off work. People took off work to do that. <laughs> That's huge. Yep. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, if I missed anyone, thank you. Okay? Amen. <laughs> oh, boy. Whew. So we've got something to look forward to, expecting. Expecting riches and all, everything, healing, the whole thing. Amen. So, love you all. You're dismissed. Tom and Randy, don't skimp on this either. You get what you want. God will provide it. Be specific what you ask for. Don't hold back. He knows what you need. Because you've been faithful, big guy. And I've said that before, you and your wife. But just ask him. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be unto you. He heard you. That was through the power of God that he spoke that about tractors. He didn't know nothing about that. No. He loves you, big guy. Both you guys. Praise God. Hallelujah. One more important thing, and he said it. Don't reason it out. See, the things of God, the blessings of God are not, you reason. You know, let's put the pros and the cons. How much money do I have? You know why? Christianity doesn't do that. I just want to tell you that. Don't, don't, don't reason it out. <laughs> anyway. I was going to say, okay, you can get out of here now. <laughs> Denise, is, yeah, Denise is gone. Anyway, you're dismissed. Thank you for coming.